Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. a good idea have a point it makes it so much more interesting for the listener welcome to at your service brad young in with you until 10 o'clock um that i gotta ask you matt pajeski did something happen yesterday was there i feel like something happened but i just don't know what it is i don't know either nothing that i can nothing okay nothing uh (laughs) the reason the reason why i mentioned that is uh, I, I don't really want to spend the whole two hours talking about the election yesterday because, frankly, haven't we had enough? Uh, we I've got lots of other things to talk about. But, you know, when I'm on uh, at your service, I like to hear from you. So if you've got some analysis, if you've got some thoughts, feelings, epiphanies, complaints, suggestions, ideas, etc., that you would like to share about the election. Obviously, as long as we're not in an interview this evening, I would like to hear from you. 314-436-7900. But there's other things to talk about, and I I will bring up a little bit of analysis tonight as the show unfolds. Uh, but the show's not going to be two hours uh, talking about the election, I promise you that, because there is so much uh, that's going on in this world that doesn't involve a D or an R. So we will uh, we will endeavor to find interesting uh, interesting data to mine this evening, uh, and I will bring that to you. What what is also interesting is Lou Ferrigno. I don't know if you know Lou Ferrigno. You should. Uh, he played the Incredible Hulk uh, on TV, and today I went and I listened to the opening sequence of the Incredible Hulk. Now, if you watch the show, I was a kid. When this was on, and this is the part where you know the Bruce, the Bruce Banner or David Banner in the show, his eyes get green, the contact lenses come, and then we see Lou Ferrigno. That's how this works, and I, 
creature is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative report. Driven by rage. So uh, that show was great, and we had no idea. Of course, the special effects were awful, but uh, but the sh- but the show was great, and you knew you knew it was just a dude with green makeup on. Okay, you knew that there was no special effects. It was Lou Ferrigno, but my goodness, Lou Ferrigno was a big dude, and you, you kind of bought into the idea that that he was the Incredible Hulk. Well, he's seventy one years old today. Lou Ferrigno, seventy one. And he is still, I saw him recently, he was at a cameo and something. He works out every day. He could still snap my head without even, without even thinking about it. He is just a big dude. But, hey, before we get too far into the show, uh, Ed called in, has one political question. That's fine, Ed. What's on your mind this evening? Yeah, one quick one on politics, another yep. on economics. And I think uh, one of the uh, important effects of this election is that, uh, the Republicans were not able to capture what is truly the most important position in this region, and that is county executive. And they just seem to be absolutely unable to uh, to take that spot. Well, I, and, I, and I, I agree with you, Ed, but let me flip the question around for you and ask sure. you why. Because in, in my I've been listen, I've been a, a loud and vocal opponent of. Sam Page, ever since he became county executive, has nothing to do with with politics in terms of being a Republican or a Democrat. Yeah. It has everything to do with mismanagement, chaos, yeah. lack of transparency, and hiding of illegal activity. And none of that has anything to do with, with a person's uh, ideological beliefs. But why is it? Who Do you know anyone who went to the polls going, darn it, I just love Sam Page, and I can't wait to vote for the guy. Do you know anyone no, but, who did that? No, the, the flip side of that is that Montevani had no issues. He absolutely did not nail specifics on any issues. He talked the same generalities, the same. And there were issues other than, you know, the two or three tops uh, on which he could have uh, tallied some votes. Well, and, and I wish you would have. I mean, I, I even I voted Democrat in the primary uh, so I could vote for Jane Duker, uh, because to me, a county executive isn't so much a Republican or a Democrat in many instances. But I just wanted a government that didn't have chaos. And right now we have chaos. And I I just don't know who was excited to vote for Sam Page. I've asked. And to this day, I've not found anyone who could tell me, oh, I just love Sam Page, he's doing a great job. And so I wonder, Ed, did people just vote? They went into the ballot box and said, oh, it's a Democrat, that's who I'm voting for? Is that really what happened last night? It happened combined with the fact that, that Mark did not did not lay, lay some issues on, uh, for example, the, the economic uh, situation in oh. the county is very, very dire. It yes. is extremely dire. And it's gonna it's gonna multiply year after year, and and that is not being attended to by either party. No, and now we've got Sam Page, who feels like he's emboldened to to be on for another four years, and we're just gonna have another four years of of chaos, of economic stagnation, of infighting uh, with the county council. Uh, and, and listen, there's going to be more infighting than an episode of the Cardassians. And so well, I've, I've, I've experienced some of those. They're no fun. And may I uh, submit the non-political uh, comment? Please do. But we're coming up on a hard break, so make it fast. Our, 
All right, real quick. The settlement money should go to pay off all public debt, and taxpayers should never have to be hit with another nickel of, of NFL Rams or whoever uh, uh, obligation. Wow. Excellent. Well said, Ed. Hey, thanks for calling in. And you talked about economic issues uh, from the election in a broader sense. I want to make sure you stick around because at 915 this evening, we're going to be talking to a financial expert about how the markets react uh, when we have divided government. So thanks for listening to KMOX and appreciate you calling in. Hey, well, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back, uh, friend of the show and radio legend, Johnny Rabbit. He's going to be joining us to take us back to, and this, this is not even a debate, back to St. Louis's coolest night spot, Gaslight Square. We're going to talk about that, among other things, with radio legend Johnny Rabbit. Coming up next on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. was the coolest place in St. Louis, I think, ever. It was a famous entertainment district here that flourished. I think it was from the early 50s to the mid-1960s. Now, now that was before my time completely, but I've always been fascinated with Gaslight Square because of all the celebrities who found fame and fortune after working there. And joining us this evening to help explore the glory of Gaslight Square, among other things, 
is our very own radio legend, Johnny Rabbit. Hey, Johnny, great to talk to you again, my friend. Hi, Brad, thank you, thank you. It's a very nice comment. I appreciate it very much. Hey, it would be fun to go to Gaslight Square on a night like tonight. It would be, oh. let's say, 1962. Oh, my goodness, would that place be jumping? If you go down to that area today, not much going on. There are some very nice uh, single-family residences mm-hmm. there today. And there's a plaque. That it's, and I think it's a, a stone engraving, really, at the west end, uh, right at Boyle and Olive in the southwest corner, that has a lot of things, names, and places. It's worth looking at sometime about Gaslight Square, mm-hmm. some of the performers who play there. For example, a couple who just passed away a week ago, Dave Venn, a terrific pianist, uh, and also Jeannie Trevor. Wonderful singer, and and both of them just played Gaslight Square like crazy, as so many musicians did. It was a place for, it wasn't just a place like for bars or uh, restaurants, everything had a music theme to it. It was very different than anything else. Well, I, I and I have to slip this in here before we jump into this any further, Johnny, and that's that my, my wife used to do uh, the advertising for Shop and Save for 15 years. And so she uh, always hired Marty Bronson to do the commercials. <laughs> right. And, of course, Marty Bronson had a, had a place in Gas, Gaslight Square, didn't he? Yeah, well, Marty's, uh, it was, uh, Marty's and Gaslight Square, and that was the, just the full name of it at that time. Later on, he moved over to the Chase Park Plaza, and it was Marty's make-believe ballroom. But on the square, it was one of these places where well, it was a singer's club. Mm-hmm. This is where you would go to hear sometimes very good amateurs just, you know, sitting at the bar, sitting at the table, and then chiming in with songs, show tunes, that type of thing. Uh, and, of course, Marty was a very, very successful radio television personality. Uh, he made records. Uh, he's no longer living, unfortunately. He had a lot of work on TV and on radio, but uh, a lot of people do remember him from that club in Gaslight Square, and it, it was the only club of its type. Many of the places down there had a set of a Dixieland to ragtime theme, but his was definitely unique, a, a singer's paradise. Hmm. And were there really gas, gas street lamps there? Oh, there were. Oh, incidentally, i got to mention, uh, Bo Matthews, one of our associates at KMOX, actually uh, used to do some of the Shop and Save commercials. He played the role of the watermelon. Yes, he did. And my, my <laughs> wife hired him. And, oh, good for her. And, <laughs> yeah, he, he was the voice of the watermelon, yeah, and uh, he, <laughs> he did a fantastic job. But there really were gas yeah. street lamps at Gaslight Square. Well, not in the beginning of, I mean, years and years ago, going back into the 20s, there were gas lights there, but they were replaced by the various types of city lights, a typical thing that you would see in a commercial street. Uh, but then as things got going, they, they being the Gaslight Square Association, made arrangements with Laclee Gas to provide them with these antique gas street lights. Now, they had to pay their gas bill. And the gas bill for the lights went to, if there was a light in front of your business, let's say you were Jack and Charlie Carl's Two Cents Plane, the great meeting spot there, the delicatessen at Olive and Washington Way on the north side of the street. He had a gas light in front of there, but he, he would get the bill for the gas to operate the gas light. And actually, toward the end of Gaslight Square, all the lights went off because either places were closed or nobody wanted to pay the bill. Those lights went in in 1962. They weren't there before. But Gaslight Square really goes back to the start of around 1953. Uh, it, it started in, as the Gaslight Bar. So there were other bars and places in the immediate area. There was one just a little east of Gaslight Square before the square started uh, called a Prize Ring Bar. And the dance floor looked like a 
a ring and a, for boxing. And we had hmm. ropes all around the side so people would get in there. And uh, there was the kind of it. <laughs> it, it, would, it wasn't a gaslight place, but it was kind of the thing that would probably happen at gaslight because a lot of the bars did have unusual themes, cocktail lounges. Of course, you mentioned the performers, the singers, uh, the people that became well known, like Woody Allen. Woody Allen hmm, would play yes. the Crystal Palace and. Uh, Lenny uh, Bruce. Landis. Lenny mm-hmm. Bruce did perform Lenny there. Lenny Bruce. Well, he did, but uh, he didn't come back. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lenny was a little, uh, even a little, a little too much for Gaslight Square. Yes, where he, a he lot was. of things did. But, but Phyllis Diller. Phyllis Diller. Yes, he was. Uh, she was there at the Crystal Palace. Uh, the Smothers Brothers mm-hmm. were there. Barbara Streisand. I knew when Barbara Streisand was just a kid at that time and had absolutely no money. She had to put her bill in the cuff over at uh, Jack and Charlie Carl's Delicatessen. And Mary Strauss of Fox Theater fame uh, used to uh, befriend her. She lived in the area. Actually, at the time, Mary was a belly dancer at the Crystal Palace Annex. And st- they used to take the streetcar downtown, the Olive Streetcar, down to the basement of Scruggs, Vanderford, and Barney to buy clothes for Barbara Streisand. How funny. Now, we're, of course, we're talking to radio legend Johnny Rabbit. And uh, don't you have a, uh, a presentation coming up next week talking about Gaslight Square? You're right. It's at 10 o'clock next Monday, the Monday the 14th. It's for Oasis, and it's going to be at the center of Clayton. And I will present a program on the whole thing, the birth, the life, the death, the gaslight square. You know, a lot of people say, okay, what happened to it? It was so big. Um, Actually, it really came to an end just about 50 years ago, really 1973, and it was over after that. And But like the 1904 World's Fair, people are really interested in this nostalgia. Now, if you want to come to this event, it's an hour-long program. starts at 10 in the morning. It's the center of Clayton, in Clayton, for Oasis. I will have, I, I didn't even know how many pictures I'll show. Dozens and dozens of pictures mm. and stories. Here's how to get in on it, and people can call this number right now if they want. And I think if they mention KMOX, I'm not mistaken, they'll get a discount. But if you want to call, make a reservation tonight or tomorrow or whenever. It's area code 314-862-4859. 862-4859, extension 24. So I, I, I think people will really enjoy going back in time to it, these places that it seemed like they were going to be permanent, but it, you know it's it's terrible that it is all gone, and the memories, of course, are fading. Yes, they are. But this is a way to to revive and to enjoy those memories. If folks live through that time, or if they're curious about a time when when there was a part of St. Louis that was unique, it was cool, it was happening, it was stylish. Uh, make sure that you check this out next Monday. And, and Johnny, I wrote down the number, 314-862-4859, extension 24, if folks want tickets to this Gaslight Square presentation next Monday. Yes, sir. Well, thank you and, very much. We will talk about the places. There are so many more that we can mention, like George Edick's Roaring Twenties, which was sort of a, a speakeasy theme. Or there was the Bella Rosa, an Italian restaurant, the Grecian Terrace. And, uh, it, the list just goes on and on. Actually, over the period of time it was there, there were probably about 75 places at wow. Gaslight Square. And, and Johnny, you're, you're a guy that's busier than Walmart on Black Friday because you, you also have an event coming up next week called Front Row. What's that? Oh, the 
front row. That's the day after this one. It's Tuesday, next Tuesday, the 15th. Uh, that's at 11 in the morning. I will be presenting. This is a free program about theaters and theater in St. Louis at the Missouri History Museum's Lee Auditorium. Now, the doors to the theater will open at 1030, and we have Vincent and Kitty from Fanfare that are going to be singing right before we start talking at 11. Uh, a lot of town, our town's theatrical history. I'm going to show a lot of pictures of some of them about advertising from old movie theaters. Margaret Stevens is going to tell about saving the Ozark Theater. Laura Peters, the archivist of the Muni, will have a historic review of the Muni. Hmm. Uh, the famous architect John Gunther is going to talk about the Fox Theater and another theater little known in Illinois. Ed Wheatley is also going to give us a different kind of theater as we look at the a big book he had, an ex- uh, documentary, Wrestling at the Chase. Oh. And, oh, we'll have Tom, Mr. Movie Stockman, who's going to have a program on movies that were made in or about St. Louis. It's like a big vaudeville show at the Orpheum wow. Theater. And that's and that's next Tuesday, right? Next Tuesday, yes. At Doors the, open at 1030, the show's from 11 to about 1210. And that's at the, muse- at the uh, Missouri History Museum in Forest Park. Yep, in the Lee Auditorium. Very good. Hey, Johnny Rabbit, you are... Uh, the jewel of St. Louis radio. Uh, Thanks for joining us this evening. And uh, I'm looking forward to both of these. If I can't make both of them, I'll pick one of them. But uh, these are excellent programs. And and thank you for enriching our community by remembering and reminding us of our, our rich history here in St. Louis. Uh, Red, thank you. Thank you very much for all those kind words and having me on. I really appreciate it. It's great to talk to you. And, of course, Johnny Rabbit joins us on the Quiver River Guest Line. Johnny, talk to you soon, my friend. Yes, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. And uh, coming up after the break, I mentioned uh, that I, I do want to provide some analysis of the election. But, really, I want to hear from you because we've been in this perpetual election for, it seems like, two years uh, and what do you think about the outcome? Do you accept the results of the election? Was this a referendum on President Biden? Was it a referendum on President Trump? What are your thoughts? 314-436-7900. Call or text here on The Voice of St. Louis. X. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Talking to Johnny Rabbit is so cool because he is a radio legend. And if you want to talk about anything that's ever happened in St. Louis, you can talk about the the World's Fair, for goodness sakes. And he's an expert on it. Uh, he is a treasure trove of knowledge. 
and I'm glad that he could uh, take time out of his schedule to be with us here this evening. One of the things that's funny, and I didn't mention this with Johnny, but uh, Lenny Bruce is someone that he was he was I he was dead before I was was born, or uh, maybe I was a small child when he died. But he is a comedian who's famous in in American comedic history uh, because he was so uh, pushing the envelope for speech, for using words you're not supposed to use, for discussing and laughing at, at situational humor about topics that you couldn't talk about on television. And it's what I find is interesting is there's a show, and many of you may have seen this, it's a show on Amazon Prime, it's called The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, and it takes place in the 50s and early 60s. And Lenny Bruce is a main, one of the main characters in that show. And what I found interesting is that that show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, is very popular uh, among the 20, 30 uh, age group, 40 age group. And these are folks who never knew Lenny Bruce. These are folks who never experienced Lenny Bruce's humor. Now, I'll tell you, some of the things he joked about, I don't find funny. It goes too far. But you cannot deny that he was a comedic legend and a groundbreaker. If it wasn't for Lenny Bruce, you never would have had George Carlin. If it wasn't for George Carlin, you never would have had Richard Pryor. And and if you hadn't had Richard Pryor, you wouldn't have Kevin Hart. I mean, you see how these these comedians move and build upon each other. And Lenny Bruce was really the guy that started it. I mean, before him, it was clean-cut guys like Dick Van Dyke, you know, telling jokes in a suit. And then Lenny Bruce comes up and he gets arrested for smoking weed. He gets arrested for doing drugs. He's talking about topics that if I talked about right now, the FCC would be ringing my phone. Uh, but he was just a groundbreaker in terms of, of, a, of a comedian. And again, I didn't appreciate sometimes the, the, the tone of his humor, but I had to recognize how groundbreaking he was as a comic. And if and folks are kind of rediscovering Lenny Bruce because of that show, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I'm glad, again, that that uh, Johnny Rabbit could take time uh, to be with us this evening. Uh, last night, I was over on our sister station, 97.1, with uh, Mark Reardon and John Lamping and Mark Cox doing election night coverage. Uh, and of course, if you were listening here on Camel X, you heard fantastic coverage with Michael Calhoun and Sean Michael Lyle and Maria Kina, among others, Hancock and Kelly. Uh, but one of the things that really... Uh, caught my attention as the evening unfolded last night. And I'm not going to necessarily go through and talk about specific races because I'm more of a 30,000-foot kind of guy. But one of the things that really struck me last night, and I, I brought it up on the air, and when I got home from the studio, I talked about it with my wife, and it wasn't until today that I saw others recognizing this same pattern. And that is that that candidates who were endorsed and promoted by Donald Trump, by and large, lost last night. Uh, of course, J.D. Vance is, uh, is an exception to that. Uh, but And, uh, and also uh, Ted Budd, I believe, in North Carolina is an exception. But uh, pretty much the other candidates, whether it's Kerry Lake or Dr. Oz or Herschel Walker didn't win. He may still win, but he hasn't won yet. Uh, but the candidates that he promoted, by and large, lost. And uh, and so when my when I got home and my wife said, well, that red wave didn't materialize, I said, well, you know, there is a silver lining to this. And we're seeing this talked about today, and I think we'll see it talked about in the coming days. 
is that up to this point, even if Republicans disagreed with President Trump, and I've I've been very vocal. I've never been a huge fan of President Trump. I didn't vote for him. I liked a lot of the things that he did in office when it came to Supreme Court nominees, reducing regulations, cutting taxes, spurring the economy. I mean, those things I did like, but from his character, from his cult of personality, uh, from his uh, meanness and demeanor, a lot of those things I just didn't like. And uh, But Republicans today, at least up until yesterday, if you disagreed with President Trump, you had to kind of keep it a secret. You couldn't be public about it. But not only did candidates who were supported and endorsed by President Trump do poorly last night, but you saw candidates like Brian Kemp in Georgia who were outwardly hostile towards President Trump, and they did very well. They did extremely well. So I think what we've seen last night is this emergence within the Republican Party of the freedom to say Donald Trump is a populist. He's not necessarily, certainly not a conservative, and he's not necessarily even a Republican. And as I was pouring through some of the data this morning about some of the races and uh, and the projections were far rosier for Republicans than what turned out to be true, which is different than polling that we've seen in the last several election cycles, where the polling data typically underrepresented Republicans. And in this election, it overrepresented Republicans. And I, I was trying to look and glean why that is, again, from the 30,000-foot perspective. And what jumped out at me was this. Even though independents vote, voted overwhelmingly against President Biden and against Democrats in the election yesterday, the, the And Hispanics came out in droves. I mean, look at look at Florida. I think DeSantis won every county except for one in Florida. So Florida's a red state, and it's a, it's amazing to see that transformation. And uh, Mary Lynn has texted in. Mary Lynn, great. I'm glad you're uh, listening here this evening. But what you've seen is with Kemp is now the freedom to say, I'm not a Trump supporter but I'm still going to run for office. And he won, and he won handedly. Uh, You saw Greg Abbott do very well in Texas, and he's not necessarily a big-time Trump supporter. And and the list goes on and on. So what you're seeing here, and I'm trying to give you an insight into where I think we're going over the next two years or so, is that uh, candidates will have the freedom to say, you know what, I'm not an election denier. Uh, and personally, from my perspective, I, I, I think there's fraud in every election, and I can give you lots of examples of it. But I still, to this day, have not seen any fraud that would have changed the outcome of the election in 2020. So uh, from that perspective, you've got Carrie Lake, who said uh, she's an election denier, said 2020 was stolen. She's already kind of hinted that uh, 2022 may have been stolen, which is why she's doing poorly in Arizona. Uh, But you're going to see the Republicans who are running for office have the freedom to say, I'm going to distance myself from Donald Trump, and it's not going to be the kiss of death. Now, just because you distance yourself from Donald Trump doesn't mean that you go full-blown Liz Cheney, okay? I don't necessarily think that's necessary because to this day, I still don't believe that it was an insurrection. It was a riot uh, because 
you just can't overthrow the United States government with a when we are only armed with a dude with a Viking helmet. Okay, that you can't overthrow the government with a Viking helmet. But you're going to see Republican candidates now having that freedom to say, I'm going to distance myself from Trump. I'm going to run on traditional conservative values. I'm not going to run as a populist. I'm not going to run as a someone who thrives on chaos, at least from the Republican standpoint. And I got to tell you, I'm very glad that that's happening because, listen, uh, Donald Trump's got more baggage than the hold on a 747, okay? And when he runs, when he enters the room, it completely eliminates any conversation because people have such a visceral response to him. So even if you want to look at how do we achieve uh, systemic change in this country, you can't do it with someone who automatically uh, angers 60% of the audience just by their mere presence. You can't do that. You simply cannot do that. Uh, My leadership style in every area of my life is one of coalition building, one of consensus building. That's the most proven way to affect change, not being a bomb thrower. So uh, that's why I've disagreed with President Trump's style. But if you look at uh, Dr. Oz, uh, if you look at Walker, if you look at Carrie Lake, if you look at Blake Masters, uh, the list goes on. These candidates were handpicked by Trump and they all lost or are in the process of losing or with Herschel Walker at least didn't win. And because of Don, Don Bolduc, I believe, in New Hampshire is another good example. And yet you have others who are doing very well. So my hope is, is that as we move beyond it, I, I hope that Donald Trump does not run for president. Uh, I, I, my, his narcissistic ego, I think, demands that he will. But my hope is that he doesn't. And so with him out, we can have an honest discussion of issues. I mean, that's what I like about here on At Your Service. You call up, you tell me your ideas. I don't cut you off because you say, hey, listen, I'm a Bernie Sanders fan. Click. I'm not going to do that. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to discuss it in the marketplace of ideas. Uh, and, And yet with Trump, that becomes impossible because of his nature. So I'm hoping that we can move beyond Donald Trump and establish A Republican Party that's based on limited federal government, fiscal responsibility, improving economic conditions, fighting inflation, controlling the national debt, strong military. Those are the kind of things that we can unite around, not just a cult of personality in one human being. Uh, What are your thoughts? What were you looking to see? What were you surprised that you did not see? Uh, what is some of your analysis? I've got several texts coming in here on the text line. That's great. Or you can give us a call at 314-436-7900. More coming up on At Your Service right after this. A couple of the texts that we had come in. One person texted in saying, Carrie Lake's going to win when the votes are counted. Uh, I hope she does because she's better than the the person that she's running against. I'm not sure that's going to happen. Most of the mail-in ballots are the ones that are being counted now. We'll have to see. Uh, uh, Carrie Lake is a little behind, and I don't know that you're going to make up that much of a difference with the mail-in ballots. But I hope she does win, but it's going to take several days. Uh, Jerry's been holding through the break. Hey, Jerry, welcome to KMOX. Hey, thank you. Uh, I call with a comment about why we keep calling him Trump the 
President Trump, when he's really ex-president or former president, it makes it sound like he's still in office. And that's a big mistake because in his head, he still is. Well, of course he is. I mean, why? that's why he had all those documents at Mar-a-Lago, because he thought he was still president. But uh, but he is the, he is still has the title of president, just like when uh, Obama was introduced at every rally. It's President Obama. Uh, when President Bush uh, is on television, he's introduced as President Bush. That's a title. And, and I don't have any problem calling him that as a title because, listen, they earned it. That's a small club that they have joined by being the president. And, uh, and that's a title they get to keep for life. Okay. Well, then I guess I'm wrong. I just assume we should start calling him former President Trump. Well, that, that's a that's a title. You're you're technically right in terms of their office, but the title they do get to keep. Listen, they get a pension for life as being president. Uh, once you become president, the salary that you get, you get into perpetuity until you die. So if you're getting the salary of the president, I think you get the title. Okay. All right, Jerry. But hey, thanks for calling in, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, and and Larry was texting in this evening. And Larry was texting something about Houston. And I think what he's trying to tell me, if I'm reading between the lines and reading the tea leaves here, is that he's uh, very proud of the fact that he called that the uh, Houston Astros would win the World Series. So, Larry, if that's your point, uh, congratulations. Uh, Hopefully you bet money on that. Uh, And if you did, uh, don't forget your good buddy, Brad. Uh, (laughs) There's another uh, aspect of the election. Again, I like to talk strategy, ideas, not personalities, not just the who won and by how much. But looking at the ideas to me are far more interesting. And one of the the tactics that the Democrats used this election very successfully is this tactic of of funding the your opposition, the worst of the opposition – Funding them so they get the nomination in the primary so that you face a weaker candidate when it comes to the general election. That is a true Sun Tzu kind of move there. It's a jujitsu move where you're paying money to your opposition in order to run against them in the general election. One of the times I think the best example that we saw here locally was when Claire McCaskill did that with Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken was clearly the weakest of any of the candidates who were who were running against her for the Senate in the Republican primary. And uh, and her campaign funded ads promoting Todd Aiken. And by doing so, Todd Aiken got the nomination and then it was a cakewalk for Claire McCaskill to beat Todd Aiken. We saw this replicated time and time and time again in this election cycle. We saw it over in Illinois where Governor Pritzker, uh, Governor Pritzker and the Democrats in Illinois helped fund Darren Bailey in the primary because he was clearly the weakest of the candidates. They promoted him on TV ads. They promoted him uh, with uh, direct mail ads. He got the nomination. And once the weakest candidate got the nomination, it was then easy to defeat him. We saw that in New Hampshire. Uh, General Baldick, uh, he was I think he was a better candidate uh, than certainly than Darren Bailey, uh, but he was an election denier, and he was so closely associated with Trump that uh, that at that point it made it easy for uh, Hassan, uh, Hassan in New Hampshire to defeat. She was very vulnerable in New Hampshire. Very, it would have been amazing to have uh, a Republican senator from New Hampshire, but they Todd Aikened 
uh, a Todd Aiken to the competition. Uh, I, I don't know if you could use Todd Aiken's name as a verb. I've just ver- made it into a verb. Uh, but but that's what they did. And we saw that, certainly saw that uh, in, in Arizona. We certainly saw that in Pennsylvania uh, because with Dr. Oz, uh, I've been, uh, as someone in my day job, I spend all day long reading medical records and deposing doctors. That's basically what I do. And whenever I saw for years the kind of quackery uh, that Dr. Oz would promote on television, it, it bothered me because it, he would promote quackery. And it wasn't science. It wasn't tested. It wasn't effective. I'm sure some of it was, but some of it, uh, of it wasn't that I had a hard time, even though the guy's intelligent, he comes across very well. Uh, he should have made a good candidate, but it made it hard for me to look at him as a legitimate candidate because of his background uh, on television promoter, promoting quackery, promoting less than valid medical ideas. But the Democrats helped promote Dr. Oz as well. So to me, I think that is an amazing strategy where you promote the weakest of your opponents. And we saw that on parade last night. We saw it on parade. Now, here's what I'm waiting to see. And then, uh, and again, if you've got some ideas about the election, we'd love to hear it. 314-436-7900, call or text. The, the other thing that I'm waiting to hear, just as I look at at the election deniers and say, I'm sorry, you're wrong. The, the election wasn't stolen. I use that same uh, critical analysis when I look at the voter suppression crowd. Because to me, I don't think there's any difference. I don't think there's any difference between the, the election deniers and the voter suppressionists. They're in, to, in my mind, they're, they differ philosophically, but they all suffer from the same logical flaws. So, like, for for example, you look at the race in the Georgia race with Stacey Abrams. She announced on Monday that if she loses, it's because of voter suppression. And remember, Major League Baseball had to pull out the World Series uh, out of Georgia because of this so-called Jim Crow law uh, that's saying, well, it's going to be voter suppression, it's illegal, it's unconstitutional, so we have to pull the World Series out of Atlanta, which would actually have helped minority business owners, and we're going to ship it to Colorado, who already had voting laws more strict than the voting laws enacted in Georgia, and they put the World Series in a place that helped primarily white business owners. It, it, it made no sense whatsoever. But I I did the research to see, is there any voter suppression going on in the United States? And here's the quick results of my research. That right now in the United States, we have 775,000 election officials in this country. 775,000. In the 2020 election, the FBI had a task force that, and I'm I'm scanning this data here, they had 1,000 complaints of voter suppression from hostile or harassing behavior. And when they investigated those 1,000 complaints, only 11% met the threshold for an investigation. 
So in other words, one out of 10 or 100 out of those 1,000 complaints even warranted an investigation. And out of those 100, do you know how many warranted prosecution for voter suppression? The number is five. Five votes. Five voters, according to the Biden Justice Department, could actually demonstrate voter suppression in 2020. Five voters. Now, do we want any voter suppression in this country? Of course we don't. Of course we don't. But that's not the point. Because when Stacey Abrams and others come out and say the only reason they're losing is because of voter suppression, that's a lie. That's a lie that's no different than saying the entire 2020 election was rigged and President Trump won. That's a lie, too. And to me, they're both in the same camp of saying, I want to believe what I believe, despite the evidence to the contrary. And Stacey Abrams cannot say that the election was stolen from her when there have only been five prosecuted cases for voter suppression in 2020. It's just simply absurd. And it shows that they're simply using an excuse to justify their loss. Hey, we've got lots of stuff in the next hour. We won't just be talking about the election, but I always like to hear your thoughts. I've got some texts I'll go through in the next hour. Brad Young at your service. Stick around until 10 o'clock on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 